Um, that last song, some of the words in it hit home. Um, the Lord came and found me when I strayed, and I thank Him every day for that. And then there was another part, if I could find it. But anyway, it reminded me of a time when <clears throat> we were living in Pensacola, and my brother and I decided that we were going to leave our Sunday school and go to the big church. It was a nice little walk for six, seven-year-olds, five, six-year-olds, however we old we were. And then the uh, whooping we got for not telling anybody where we were going. But anyway, um, my sermon was going to be on godly service, but um, on my on my phone I have a uh, I can't even think of what it's called. But anyway, I have a Bible verse that comes up with inspiration every morning and every evening and it dealt with edifying gossip so I decided to add a little bit of time to my sermon sorry Terry uh, but anyway so edifying gossip and godly service um, edifying or edification is to instruct or improve and to build or to build up Normally, we people, us men too, we, we talk, we gossip about other people. Um, usually, our words tear it down or destroy someone or something or an idea. We talk bad about our coworkers and especially our bosses because, you know, bosses. Um, we do the same thing with our family and friends and I'm bad about this myself. I try not to, but I talk bad about my family members, and um, I really shouldn't. Uh, what I should be saying is talking about their good qualities, building them up. And it's, uh, it's kind of difficult when you have 42 first cousins, you get together and you start talking. Well, we should, uh, we should humble ourselves and make sure that everything we say is a positive word and an edifying word. We should always be like a good coach or a teacher, building a team in Christ by positive reinforcement. It's so easy to say bad things about people or a situation and so hard to say the positive things. <clears throat> but really, this is what we should be doing. It's a struggle. It's something we should always do. In Ephesians 4, chapter 4, verse 29, it says, Let no corrupt communica communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. That was the Bible verse. The inspiration is, when you are tempted to say something unwholesome or unkind, you must stop. When we are hurting, angry, or frustrated, it is tempting to let 
corrupt words fly out of our mouths. Instead, we should strive to speak only words that uplift and bless others. Before you speak, consider if the words that you are preparing to speak are edifying or corrupt. Do, not ex- do they extend grace to those listening, or do they wound? God's words tell us that what comes out of our mouths is a reflection on our, of our hearts. Let our words show to others that we love Jesus. <clears throat> and I carried this around in my wallet for over a week. And on serving or godly service, um, I had two Bible verses that popped up, and I told Susan actually the wrong version because if you go to the NLT version, they're almost exactly the same. But in the King James, Matthew 4.10 reads like this. Then Jesus saith, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. In Luke chapter 4, verse 8, says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. If you notice, the first half say the same thing, but different words. And the second half are exactly the same. Worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. In these two passages, Jesus tells saints to get away. And the difference, I think, is, and I thought I was reading the book of John, so I wrote down that John being the youngest, that's where the difference was, but both end exactly the same. I have done some research, and I found 15 ways to serve God and his people, and I have kind of changed it a little bit because I didn't want to plagiarize from somebody else, but I started at 15th and I'm going up. Serve God by humbling yourself. It is impossible to serve God if you're full of your selfish pride. Becoming humble is a choice and it takes effort. When we understand why we should be humble, it makes it easier to become humble. And when we humble ourselves before God, our desires to serve him greatly increase, and so does our capacity to be able to give of ourselves to others or to serve others. And that goes along with the uh, edifying gossip. A humble man or woman speaks. All right. <clears throat> speaks good words. Fourteen, use your creativity. It comes from God. We are a compassionate people of a compassionate, a loving God, a creative God. The Lord will help and bless us as we use the creativity and compassion that he gave us when we use it to serve one another. The Lord will bless us and give us the strength, guidance, and patience, charity, and love to serve others. All you have to do is pray to God and ask him to build your creativity up. Fulfill your callings. This is number 13. 
when we put forth the effort to serve others, we are motivated by charity and giving. This is the way Jesus lived his life. Faithfully serving in our callings is to faithfully serve God. Number 12, serve God through missionary work. And I feel our church is lacking in this, even though we have tried. Uh, One important and rewarding way to serve is by missionary work. By living and sharing the principles of the gospel, we help others who we seek to serve, who we seek to serve to know for themselves that God loves them that he is very mindful of them and their needs. Um, If you're on Facebook, you know that Larry just got back from Ethiopia, Kenya, I'm sorry. And you'll see from his pictures the true missionary work that he was doing, him and his group. And some of those pictures will rip your heart up seeing how some people live. Number 11, simple acts of service. These can be called just um, your manners. Sometimes all it takes is a smile, a hug, a wave, a prayer, a message, a text, or a friendly phone call to someone in need or someone you don't even know, holding a door open so they can get into a building out of the rain. It's it's just a simple act of service. Number 10 is to share your talents. Each of us is given a talent from God that we should develop and use to serve God and others. What are you good at? How good are your talents at helping others? Are you good with kids? Autumn Venerelli. Do you enjoy helping the elderly? There's a lot of us that do that. Are you a good cook? Are you good at baking? Are you good with your hands, David? Are you good at computers? Brian. Gardening? There's several of us that have gardens. Building things, fixing things. And again, you help others by praying for help and developing your own talents. Number nine is following inspirations. When going through my own problems, I've listened for inspiration. Basically, all I had to do was shut my mouth. Listen. Sometimes it was from a book I read. Sometimes it was from listening to someone else who had been through my situation. Jesus talks in very many ways, not always verbally. I can't think of a time that I actually heard Jesus' voice, but if you stop, listen, and look, he's working on you. He will send a message somehow. Number eight. Mourn with those who mourn. Asking appropriate questions often helps people feel your love and that you care for them. 
Following the words of the Spirit will help guide us to know what to say or do to care for one another. This is one of the most difficult things that I have run into when my friends, my family are mourning. What are the right questions to say? And I can't really answer that because each one is a different situation, different person. But I thank the Lord that he has filled my heart and my mind with the right questions so far. I haven't really hurt anybody's feelings in their time of need. Number seven, serve God by serving children. Jesus Christ loves all the children of the world, and we should too. We should love and serve them. There are many programs in schools and community for you to volunteer and help. Number six is be a friend. One of the easiest ways to serve God is being a good friend. Take the time to serve and be friendly. We not only support others by what... I messed this up. Anyway, take time to serve and be a friend. We not only support others, but in doing this, we wound up building a network of supporters for ourselves. Number five, donate clothing and other goods. There are many places to donate your old clothes. Goodwill, Salvation Army are a couple. Waleen, she heads up our homeless ministry every year, and we do a coat, a jacket, uh, what do you call it? Drive. Thank you. Um, that's probably coming up soon with winter approaching. Um, we also have the food pantry, which Linda heads up. You could ask her, and she would be more than happy to tell you what they need to get food to other people. <clears throat> Number four, home visiting. Go by and visit homebound or hospitalized. It's not just for preachers. Any member of our church can go do that. Visit our friends at home. Our friends would love to see us. It's very spirit lifting. But call first. You don't want to interrupt them. Number three, volunteer in your community. There are a bunch of ways to serve the Lord and your community at the same time. Your time, efforts, and resources are in great need. From helping the recreation department, there are many, many ways to help them coaching any sport, and there are numerous sports. Um, if you would like to help with a cheerleading squad, they have those. And we also have our seniors' luncheon. Um, Margil, I'm asking you for help here because I don't know how often it is and how many people need help getting this done. Three. <clears throat> but um, if you call City Hall or 
just ask somebody who's involved in it. They'll be more than happy to let you know how to help them. Number two, give tithes and offerings. We help not only our church by tithing and giving offerings, but we also help all kinds of church-funded programs. The Bible says 10% of your gross, and that includes your time, which on a daily basis equals 2.4 hours a day or 2 hours and 24 minutes. And that's every day. And I, I know that I'm including in not giving that much time every day. <clears throat> and number one, serve God through your family. Every day we work, clean, love, support, listen to, teach, and endlessly give of ourselves to our family. As we lovingly give our, of ourselves to our families and serve them with hearts full of love, our acts also serve God. <clears throat> and this is one that is uh, getting me right now, and it's difficult. Um, I have my father living with us right now, and As the dementia grows in him, it gets harder and harder. Our Heavenly Father loves us deeply, more than we can imagine. And as we follow his commands, love one another as I have loved you, we will be able to find simple ways to serve God and each other daily. I have a couple more scriptures that I want to add. John 12, 26, Jesus said, If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. And in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. <clears throat> 